turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Well, it's going to get interesting today in Washington. We won't know how interesting until about three or four days from now. That is when a transcript of Devin Archer's interview before uh, the House Oversight Committee is set to be released. Uh, Washington is a uh, city that is full of leaks. Maybe it will be released before that. Um, You can presume that if there is leaking, it will be done to benefit the side that is leaking it. But this could be a very consequential day Uh, while uh, Devin Archer, a former business partner of Hunter Biden, is questioned for an hour by Republicans and an hour by Democrats, then back to the GOP and then back to the uh, Democrats. Uh, Joe Biden is on vacation, a beach vacation in Delaware. He has a Delaware beach house. And Devin Archer's testimony today may go a long way toward telling us how exactly Joe Biden can afford a Delaware beach house and another fancy house and um, how Joe Biden has become a multi, multi, multi-millionaire despite drawing nothing but a government salary since he was 29 years old. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Bruce Willie Show. Glad to have you guys along. Um, we're going to access uh, perspectives today on all of this. Uh, perspective, usually in hindsight, is better than in the immediate aftermath of something. I spent my weekend trying to gain a better perspective on this Biden investigation to share it with you, to hopefully equip you and arm you with insight into these matters so that you will not be prisoner to just what you hear from pundits on TV, because whatever you're listening to, Uh, You're getting it through a partisan lens, whether it's from MSNBC or CNN slanted to the left or whether it's from uh, Fox, which is, I don't know, sometimes slanted to the right, sometimes slanted to the left. Newsmax slanted to the right. Mine is slanted to the right. I admit my biases. But I also think that I uh, am not averse admitting errors on my own side. For instance, I watched... South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace on with uh, Shannon Bream on Sunday, on Fox News Sunday. And Shannon Bream asked Nancy Mace about military and abortions and the GOP's future. And uh, Nancy Mace kept giving me the, I'm I'm pro-life. But then she would go on to say that how Republicans talk about abortion needs to be filtered through the prism of appealing to people, which is a wishy-washy say, way of saying, I'm pro-life, but I'm more pro-power. I'm more pro-staying in power. Now, power is a very intoxicating thing. Democrats have it. They love it. They intend to preserve it. And you see the extent to which they are going to preserve it by the way this Biden investigation, uh, I could say, is being conducted or more accurately is not being conducted. But uh, as I spent my weekend doing what I do on weekends, which is uh, 
on Saturdays working outside almost the entire day, whether it's tending to my landscaping or whether it's working on a deck project that I have. I have a lot of time to myself, and so I try to listen to things that will equip me better, enlarge my understanding. And it was a treat for me this weekend to do something I'd never done before. I listened to a five-hour podcast. Now, true confession. When I hear about the popularity of Joe Rogan's podcast, I am a little bit dumbstruck because I always think, who has so much time that they can listen to a podcast for three, four hours? And those are how long Rogan's podcasts sometimes run. Well, this podcast, it was not a Rogan podcast. It was a Jocko Willink podcast. And it went five hours. It was recommended to me by a friend. I know who Jocko Willink is, the former Navy SEAL, big uh, you know personal accountability guy, which, of course, meshes with my own view of life, that you are the only one responsible for the things that you do. Other people may steer you toward doing something or may goad you into a certain reaction, but ultimately it's you. So I, I'm on board with Jocko Willink's perspective on life in that regard. But I don't listen to his podcast as a matter of habit. In fact, I may have listened to one prior to this one. This one I will never forget. And so when we get to the noon hour today, I want to play some of the audio from that podcast with a guy named uh, Drago Dirjic. I'm not pronouncing his last name correctly. I'm quite sure of that because he's Polish. But he would, if he were here, tell me, no, I'm an American, because he is an American citizen now. And what a life this guy had, and what a perspective this guy offers on the country that you and I didn't have to go through all the stuff Drago had to go through to be an American citizen. It's interesting, as I plan to play some of his content for you today to fortify your love for this country and your commitment to the things that makes this country unique and special. I also came across comments from two other guys who have a unique perspective, having ethnicities that are quite different from Drago, the Polish emigre to the United States who became a U.S. citizen who served in the Navy SEALs, Vivek Ramaswamy, He's American. He's an American citizen, but he clearly, uh, his parents, I believe, came from India. Vivek Ramaswamy is living the American dream. He's a, either a hundred millionaire, multiple hundred millionaire, or he's a billionaire. But he's running for president, and he's capturing some attention. He's not up with Trump. He's not up with DeSantis, but he's probably, I'd feel comfortable saying he's as popular as anybody but Trump or DeSantis. And Vivek Ramaswamy has heard growing up the story of his parents coming to the U.S., why they came to the U.S., what has been attainable in the U.S. for them and for him. And his perspective is unique, as is the perspective of Elon Musk, the world's most successful entrepreneur. He started how many different companies? Um, PayPal and SpaceX, and Tesla, and now X, formerly Twitter. It is interesting to me that the people who appear to love this country the most are the people who have had either 
immersion in or exposure to another culture. And that no other culture exceeds all the things that our country offers to people who have achieved great, great, great things. So I look forward to that conversation with you in the noon hour and throughout the second hour today. But right now, uh, the focus is on Washington, where Hunter Biden's business partner from his Burisma days, Devin Archer, is getting ready to testify or may in fact be testifying right now. Perhaps it started at 11 a.m. before House Oversight. They're behind closed doors. Devin Archer was on the Burisma board with Hunter Biden. Devin Archer knows a lot of secrets about Hunter Biden's business dealings, which all of us, if given truth serum, if you're a Democrat, because it's the only way you'll admit it, or if you just allow your synapses to connect so that there's uh, common sense allowed to reign, we can all see that Joe Biden benefited from Hunter Biden's business dealings. We can all see it. It's very obvious. We have Hunter Biden texts to his daughter complaining about having to pay his father's bills and give half of his salary to his dad. And we have Joe Biden, whose indescribable wealth can't be described any way other than somebody paid this guy a lot of money that wasn't recorded on a W-2. We have the 1023 form articulating a $5 million bribe to Joe Biden, a $5 million bribe to Hunter Biden. We have House Oversight's investigation saying that they got... $17 million and other congressional people saying they've looked at other suspicious activity reports up to $50 million. You heard me play the audio on Friday of James Comer saying he was a former bank director for 10 years. They wrote two suspicious activity reports at that bank. The Bidens have 170. We have Hunter Biden flying to China on Air Force Two with Joe Biden. We have Joe Biden saying, For years and years and years and years, he knew nothing about his son's foreign business dealings. And now the White House says, I've answered this question a million times. Here's the answer again. Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are not in business together. Wait, what? That's a different answer. No, it's the same answer. No, it's not. When people lie to you about the same answer and it's a different answer, there's a reason they are lying. We have the curious Hunter Biden plea deal where typically when you go to court, like every other time in the history of court, The lawyers on one side are trying to prosecute you and the lawyers on the other side are trying to mitigate the consequences of the prosecution. But in this particular plea deal, Hunter Biden's attorneys and the government attorneys were on the same side and they wrote the plea deal together and the judge had never seen one like it. And the judge said, wait a minute, I've never seen one like this. Can you explain? And on the record, the government attorneys couldn't explain because if they explained, everybody would know how crooked they are. And yet against this entire backdrop, we have idiots like Dan Goldman of New York and Chris Collins of Delaware, congressman and senator respectively, saying there's no evidence that ties this to Joe Biden. Well, there's plenty of evidence that ties this to Joe Biden. So we're going to talk about and let the experts talk about Devin Archer's testimony next. What should you expect? What should you not expect? And how does it play into what looks more and more and more like a looming impeachment inquiry? So Devin Archer on uh, video uh, walks in to uh, a court, well, I don't know, it's not, it's a conference room or where it is. It's not in the uh, halls of Congress, so we won't have video of that today. Uh, but he walks in and, uh, I don't know, uh, what did you think when you watched Hunter Biden walk into uh, court last week for the plea agreement? Uh, as I watched Hunter Biden walk into court last week, uh, I thought this 
sleazeball criminal is going to get away with multiple crimes. And there's nothing we can do about it. And then we had one judge stand up and go, I've never seen a plea agreement like this. Could you please explain yourself? And uh, the answer was, uh, no, no, we can't explain ourselves because there's media people around here. And they're going to find out that uh, we in the prosecution are not really doing what prosecutors do, which is prosecute. Andy McCarthy, National Review, uh, points out, how and why this plea deal was so ridiculous that caused Hunter Biden to skulk back out of that courtroom. And as I watched him, I thought, man, I hope you get what's coming to you. I hope you get what's coming to you. Here's Andy McCarthy on why the plea deal all along was ridiculous. On the planet Earth, you would never, if you are a prosecutor who's running a continuing investigation into serious crime, You would never, in the middle of your ongoing investigation, give a sweetheart plea agreement to the main subject of the investigation, a plea agreement which, by the way, commits you to make a recommendation to the court of a no-jail sentence. Now, if you're in the middle of investigating this guy for like millions of dollars of bribery and you're saying that's a continuing investigation, we don't know how that's going to turn out, and he might be charged. If you're the judge, is it your first question? Well, why are you giving him a plea agreement at this point? That was her first question, and they couldn't answer it because to answer it on the record would have made him look bad, and so the plea deal fell apart from there. And now Devin Archer walks into court, and he looks a little different than Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden looks like the loser that he is. He looks like the the criminal that he is. Hunter Biden looks like he has something to hide. Devin Archer looks like a different cat. Okay, Devin Archer is slick. <laughs> he's got the Gavin Newsom slick back hair. He's got the perfect teeth. Man, if those are his real teeth, good for you, Devin Archer. But some dentist, I think, did tremendous work on uh, on those veneers. He's a greasy-looking guy. And he's already been found guilty of defrauding American Indian tribes. So this gives the left... Great reason to hate him, of course. They can paint him a colonizer. And so the DOJ sent Devin Archer a letter on Saturday saying, hey, you need to report to prison or it was to a judge or something. like. We need to set a date to get this guy to prison. Okay, now a lot of people are saying that this was done to uh, throw Devin Archer in jail before he could testify. I don't think that's why it was done that way. I don't think they were actively out looking for him. So it wasn't like the Devin Archer slow speed chase. Okay. They weren't looking for Devin Archer. They weren't like uh, the police lieutenant said back in the OJ day, actively looking for Devin Archer. No, the reason they put that letter out on Saturday, I think was to tell everybody in the country, Hey, by the way, this guy that you're all looking at to come in and implicate Hunter Biden in crimes that he supposedly engaged in with Burisma. uh, This guy is already been convicted of something and is headed to prison. They did it to disparage Devin Archer. They did it to demean Devin Archer. They did it so you would dismiss Devin Archer. They did it to advantage Hunter Biden. We don't know what Hunter, we don't know what Devin Archer is going to say. The best case scenario is he says, yeah, I was in the room and Hunter Biden called his dad and he put his dad on the phone and his dad would 
say, oh, hi, I'm Joe Biden. Now you're a buddy of Hunter's, huh? Okay. Now, I don't think Joe Biden, in the hearing of Devin Archer, is going to, I don't think Devin Archer is going to say, and then Joe Biden negotiated the deal. And Joe Biden doubled down on the particulars of the deal. Joe Biden is dumb. He's not stupid. Okay. Joe Biden has been grifting on his name for most of his entire time in Washington, D.C. He's probably too cagey to come right out and say something on a phone call on speakerphone, which, by the way, didn't always strike you when you heard that Hunter would call his dad and play his dad on speakerphone in a bar. Didn't that seem to be incredibly not secure to you? It sure did to me. Like, so just any rando walking through the bar? Can it, wait, that sounds like, wait, that sounds like the vice president of the United States talking. <laughs> that always seemed weird to me. So I'm not getting my hopes up today about Devin Archer. I'd rather be pleasantly surprised than bitterly disappointed. But he, if anyone should know, would know where the bodies are buried. And one of the things that, is mildly annoying to me, is that no matter how much this scandal touches and implicates Joe Biden, the Democrats refuse to acknowledge that Joe Biden is being and has been pulled into it. They also refuse to acknowledge how utterly corrupt This investigation has become. Here's one of the chief stooges on the Democratic side, Dan Goldman, the Levi's guy, the guy who (laughs) admitted in the open hearing last week with the IRS whistleblowers that Hunter Biden did talk to Joe Biden about his business. Uh, That Dan Goldman, we shouldn't be surprised that he sees nothing amiss here in the way that justice is uh, the Department of Justice has gone after Hunter Biden. This is a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney, a Trump-appointed judge. This is a very uh, independent and thorough investigation. Mm -hmm. And I think that whatever happens in the Hunter Biden case, we can rest assured that it was done based solely on the facts and the evidence and that there was nothing else to it. So that's a guy speaking when he says whatever happens, we can know that it was fair and there was nothing else to it. That's a guy who already knows the outcome. He understands that the Justice Department is going to do whatever it has to do to protect Hunter Biden from accountability. And here's Delaware Senator Chris Collins. He's not as stupid as Goldman, but he's close. I think this is a, a witch hunt. Um, if you know Hunter Biden has broken the law, he should be held accountable if. for it. I don't think he's being treated any differently than anyone else who's been accused of the crimes that he's been accused of. If there is a crime. If. There is a crime. It's a witch hunt. A witch hunt. If Hunter Biden's accused of crime. Wait a second. Hunter Biden admitted in court testimony that he got $664,000 from a Chinese business. Did he register as a foreign agent? No, he didn't. That would be a crime. That would be a crime. He's already if. That filled in the blank for you on if. Witch hunt. A witch hunt. Sure it is. (laughs) A laptop full of crimes, but it's a witch hunt.